All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of What's What BR. Today we have Hollis Milton with us today, Superintendent, West Feliciana Parish Schools. Got lots of weight on his shoulders, but he managed to carve some time out for us today. How you doing, Hollis? Hey, I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you so much for allowing me to come on today. Awesome. Well, I can't appreciate enough. You've got you've got four schools, 2,400 plus, you know, students and their families and everybody, you know, kind of looking at you for decisions. We know we don't have all those answers right now, but overall, how's, how are things? How's, you know, staff, how's teachers, you know, how's, how are things going, you know, for you guys? Uh, we're, we're excited because on July 10th, we're going to have a, a traditional graduation. Uh, we may have to limit seating, but we normally have it out at our high school stadium. So we're still planning on that. We're going to have it early in the morning uh, because of the heat, but we hope to have a great time. And there are some initial plans to have a parade afterwards. So we're excited for the class of 2020, and we're going to try to do everything we can to give these students the, the recognition that they have earned and deserve. Yeah, this class, I've talked to it about a couple people, you know, these guys, you know, kind of came in, you know, in the middle of a flood and they're going out. Somebody told me the other day, I think the math works out that, you know, they were starting school, you know, in the middle of, you know, September 11th and, you know, hitting a flood. And then now they're coming in, you know, here on the middle of a pandemic. So that's awesome to hear, you know, you guys actually be able to do something out of the stadium. Yeah, and I just, uh, I wrote them a letter uh, the other day. And one of the things I explained to them is, they're going to have some awesome stories to tell their children and grandchildren and their children and grandchildren are going to come back to them and ask them, especially in other troubling times and ask them, how did you deal with that? And I think that's going to give them just what we get from our parents and our grandparents to say, you know, we've been through some tough things and we're resilient and we, we bounce back. And so this class can uh, have that ability to teach all the, all the folks that come after us, a lot of great history about how we faced the pandemic and we overcame it. That's uh, so you mentioned it that way. I was talking with, you know, some people the other day on the show, we were talking about how we're, well, first it was in the school, you know, it wasn't too long ago that the recent books, textbooks started actually having nine 11, you know, into them. And it's like, you know, we lived through that. We're living through, you know, a pandemic. we're li- we're in history right now. You know, people will ask, you know, the stories, you know, of what was it like? And I was thinking when this first started, I was like, who can I call, you know, to get some advice or who? And I literally just sat there one night and I was going, there's no one, you know, that I, that has been through this. No, there's no advice, you know, to get, we've all, you know, kind of had to figure it out as we go on this thing. And so, but the one thing we all will be able to write some really good books, you know, we've been through tornadoes, we've been through hurricanes, we've been through pandemics, we've been through floods, you know, it's amazing what we've That's all right. been through. Well, you know, and what, what inspired me to write that is uh, I spent uh, many years with my next door neighbor, and at that time, World War II veteran, and September 11th, I was actually teaching in New Orleans at that time, and I lived in Hammond, and I drove home, and everything is so surreal that day, there's no planes flying in at the New Orleans airport, and the first place, though, I'm trying to get to, I wanted to hug my wife, and I wanted to go next door and see my neighbor, uh, Mr. Mervyn Avance. Uh, he fought in World War II. And I pull up, I walk over, and he is raising an American flag out in the yard. And that just inspired me. And I go in and I talk to him. And he goes, we've been through many tough times. We will get through this as well. 
And I think just his experience, his calmness about it, uh, his positive attitude, his optimism, he had been there, done that. We will get through this. Uh, we need to honor those that, that we have lost and we need to continue to, to unite as a nation uh, inspired me. And so I hope that kids, uh, that, they can, that they can see that one day uh, this is going to make for some stories that they tell others to inspire them through any challenges uh, that, that we have in the future. Absolutely. I grew up with my grandmother always telling me this too shall pass. So it's, so with that, so you've got, you know, graduation, you know, plans underway. You guys have got some incredible projects going on. I've heard, you know, up there that are having to juggle in the middle of all this. Um, I used to be not educated and think that the summertime was the downtime for schools and nothing could be further from the truth. So you guys right now are, planning graduations planning you know i hear you got summer school that's kicking off you know what's going on there absolutely so there's 12 weeks uh at, from the end of the school year to the beginning of the next and that transition is one of the busiest times because that's when you write your new budget that's when you end last year's budget on june 30th that's when you do all your staffing and the amount of training that we do with teachers is in the summer we're busy they're busy teaching and learning through the year, and then we, we step back and say, what do we need to do next? We also, uh, in two weeks, will kick off athletic activities too. So our schools will start to have weightlifting programs uh, as, we, as we get a little further into phase one and potentially phase two. So there is a multitude of activities to do. And when you work hard, you're working hard to create this vision that will come alive in the fall so every investment that we make right now will pay huge dividends. And that's why we keep a clock on us to say, hey, we got a lot, of, a lot to accomplish so that when our kids come back, they can be excited about us being well prepared to teach them the next thing they need to know, to put them in a facility that, that is safe, but also very clean and to offer new programs and new opportunities as we, we do every year. That's awesome. I heard a story um over, you know, Baines Lower about uh, a garden, you know, that, that started, you know, pre-COVID and you guys were able to kind of rally some troops and pull something together, you know, there, what was, you know, you get the rest of it. I didn't get all of it. Yes, sir. So thank you so much for asking. That's an awesome story. Uh, at Baines Lower, this is a four-year-old program, kindergarten and first graders. So very small children. They have a Play 60 teacher, Play 60 coach teacher teaches them PE, teaches them a variety of other skills, but also brings them out and teaches them some gardening, which is an incredible thing because our kids get to get their hands dirty. They get to learn how to plant a seed and what it takes to grow a garden. And then we take all of those vegetables and we make a, uh, an alphabet soup out of it. So the kids get to eat this, which teaches them so many things. And this year, though, uh, we shut down, as you said, we had about 72 hours ago. Okay, shut down and figure out what you're going to do. Well, I can tell you the last thing that was on my mind was this garden. But my teacher was very passionate, Miss Lanya Mayer. She didn't forget about that garden. And so she made sure she went out there and tended it over and over while we were out. Well, she calls me a few weeks ago and say, I've got all of these carrots. And I have this idea that if I can safely get some folks together, we'd like to go ahead and harvest these carrots and bring them to our food pantry. And I was like, wow, what a win-win. West Shannon is a community school system. We're a small, tight community, and the school system's the heartbeat of the community. 
And so there's a lot of moving back and forth there. The community and the kids are intertwined. So what was awesome is we could bring these carrots to feed our community in a troubling time. So That's awesome. You mentioned, you know, on that, you know, we all got that notice. I got a notice. Um, I think it was that Friday when the schools and everybody, you know, shut down. I got, I got a text saying that it was, you know, get ready. It's about to get real, you know, before the official announcement came out. But what was that like for you guys? You know, you've got everybody I've talked to, you know, I've asked almost everybody on this show and pretty much gotten the same answer. You know, we all have, you know, hurricane, you know, what's the plan when a hurricane hits? What do we do? You know, if there's a fire, you know, what do we do if our IT, you know, fails us? You know, we have all these plans as organizations. Nobody that I've talked to had pandemic plan. And you're going from, you know, you've got four physical, you know, sites, multiple buildings at every site, 2,400 plus kids, faculty, you know, to deal with. And you get basically the, hey, we've got to shut it down and we're going to have to pick it back up again on Monday. But guess what? Nobody's coming to any of the, our whole ecosystem that we've built, we're not going to be able to use that. What was that? you know, what was that weekend like, you know, for you and your staff? Oh, I, I tell you, uh, leading up to it, we anticipated potentially that there could be a shutdown because we study and look at other districts across the United States. We're always watching trends and we started to notice this, but even noticing it, it's still very surreal. We've never done this. Is this really going to happen? So when we get that call on a Friday, the governor is going to shut down schools. You're right. We go into this mode of we've got to meet with all our faculties at the end of the day we started working that night. We met on Saturday and that Sunday to get ready for the Monday, which says, hey, we still got to teach kids, but we got to do it via distance education, which is a world that we only do at a small level, not for all 2,400 kids. We also need to serve them meals. We want to continue to serve meals because some of our students, that's the best meals that they're going to receive is what they receive at school. So tons of work in a very unprecedented time and there is no experience in this world uh, that you can totally rely on to do this. There's definitely not that we follow a textbook anyhow, but there's definitely not a textbook of how, does, how should a school handle a pandemic and yeah. a complete shutdown. So uh, a lot of work, uh, very stressful, but very fortunate. We have a very strong team. Uh, we're very connected with our families. So we knew we've got to communicate early. We've got to communicate often. And we've got to start putting these plans out and, and working with our teachers to do the best we can to provide the best quality education despite being shut down. And I'm here to tell you I'm very proud of the efforts of our entire community. We have many students participating, doing the work every day, working hard. The lessons the teachers were providing using Zoom and Teams and any type of virtual platforms that, that we could provide, we're doing that well and work very hard all the way to the end. So um, we, we're, we're grateful that, that, we, that we were able to do as best of a job that we could in despite the circumstances. That's amazing. I think a lot of people don't realize that um, the meals that, the, that you guys provide, you know, for these students, like I said, some of them, it's, that's, it might be if they're coming and grabbing a breakfast or a lunch, you know, that is their main, you know, food that they're getting. And then, that's not when schools shut down, that doesn't shut down. You guys have got to find, you know, you're still moving and putting that together, you know, for people. And, you know, sometimes people don't realize that they say, you know, the school does it. Well, the school doesn't do it. It's people, 
you know, people are getting up, coming to the school, you know, and putting that, you know, putting that meal together, you know, for those students, even though the school shut down. And, and look, and I'm very proud to say this too. We, 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 uh, we not only cook the meals uh, for about three weeks during the shutdown, we actually put those meals on buses and hand delivered those because we knew some families, if they were working, it was not only that the child needed a meal, but how would we, how would they even come up to the school to be provided that meal? And then we transitioned over to another program that actually delivers meals uh, to homes now uh, through, through the mail system. So, and we're going to continue that system all the way to the end of June. So we've been very fortunate to be able to work very hard with this group who's providing those meals. That's awesome. Well, look, you know, kind of going through all of this, you know, obviously nobody knows, you know, what happens next. We're all, you know, still, you know, kind of working on things, but you do know, you mentioned you've got the graduation, you know, coming up, you know, possibly a parade, which sounds extremely exciting. Um, what's next? What is, you know, where are you guys, you know, we're, you know, we're talking, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning, you've got a full day ahead. You're at the office, you know, it's, you know, plowing through summertime's no break. What's that next thing on your list that's like, you know, hey, we need to tackle this project? You know, is that where where's your mind at on those things? Absolutely. So one of the things that we're going to accomplish is an online platform for next year for distance learning in case of a shutdown. But also, let's say we can come back in the most normal mode. We also serve students that have that are medically fragile or they live in a home. Uh, maybe with a grandparent or someone who cannot afford to be exposed to this virus. So that's our big venture right now is not only planning for a normal year, which we're hopeful that we can come back and do that, but also providing something on the sidelines of that to say, for a family who cannot afford to be exposed to this virus, how will we continue to educate them if they're not able to come back? So uh, in the next few weeks, we will... Um, about three weeks from now, we're going to unveil an online platform. We're working very hard uh, toward putting all the pieces to the puzzle with that. That's awesome. As you move, you know, kind of through, you know, this, you guys, didn't you have some projects, you know, that were already, you had some construction, you know, you guys were building. I'd heard some things about that. You know, what's kind of the status, you know, how are those things coming along still? So we're excited. We, we have not missed a beat despite the virus uh, and all the shutdown as far as our projects. Uh, we're going to have a brand new Baines Elementary uh, that will be completed for the fall of 2022. That was always the timeline. This will be a state-of-the-art facility, lots of technology, lots of STEM, uh, tremendous program. The reason we're building that new school is, is we've got many families moving here, and a lot of it is because of the quality of life. And that includes a, a, a great education system that I'm thankful to lead. Uh, we're also renovating our high school with a new freshman academy, a new career tech center. We're renovating our auditorium, which is a beautiful building that just needs some touch-ups. And then we're building a new uh, gym. And one thing on that gym, which is going to be exciting, uh, many people don't know that. Many people think of us because of our academics, but we're also very fast which means we're good at athletics. Uh, we've won seven state championships in the last five years. Oh, wow. And uh, so we, we continue to plow through. Not only we want to be good at the academics, we want to be competitive in ac athletics. We want to provide, continue to provide great art programs, gifted and talented programs. And this career tech opportunity as we renovate this building 
this career tech facility will be the envy of any rural district in our state, maybe as well as our nation, of what we're going to put together for our students who choose to go right into the workforce but need to have those welding certifications or millwright certifications. Wow, that's amazing. That's a lot of work. You know, you got a lot of projects in there. We've got, you know, projects, we've got, you know, schools, we've got, you know, the kids, the faculty, there's a lot of moving parts. One of the other things you had mentioned that you guys are working, you know, kind of mapping out and trying to make sure that everybody does, you know, doing some projects. You mentioned, you know, some cell towers and looking at those kind of things. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, we, we, we feel like we're uh, venturing into the internet business, so to speak, and uh, we've always played a part in that, but to really provide distance education, online learning to all of our students in a rural community is going to require a new Herculean effort on our part to really learn that game, know through maps where is the best provider in this area, so that if we had to shut down again, uh, what we'd be able to do is we have enough computers to deploy. That will not be a challenge for us. Uh, we are working on purchasing enough Wi-Fi devices uh, for, for our families. The challenge will be is in some areas, it's still a struggle just to get internet. So we're working on looking at cradle points uh, to put it select uh, public utility stations, such as a fire station or a church so that we can get as close to a family out in a rural area versus them driving five miles. Maybe they drive a half a mile and get to at least a church parking lot or a fire station where they can connect to the internet to submit online work. Um, so we're working through that. We're learning a lot and uh, we're grateful because our parish as a rural parish, like many struggles with internet, but there have been some major strides in providing more high-speed internet in rural areas. So we're at a good point right now where we need to learn where those latest technologies are, how do we communicate that to the public, and then how do we help even leverage that, which is great for everybody. Everybody wins. It's, it, it's our venture for academics, but it could also uh, help uh, improve economic development. So we're excited to be a part of that venture because it's part of the quality of life of our parish. Yeah. That's, uh, those are definitely, I've been down those roads on some of those projects before. And so that can be a lot, but that's amazing that you guys are taking those steps. One of the things, you know, you kind of just said it in passing, like it wasn't a big deal, but I think it is, you know, you said you've got laptops, you know, any, you know, you were telling me before, you know, the kids that didn't have a laptop or couldn't do anything, you're providing those, you know, here, take one, you know, do what you need. So it's not a burden on that family. And, and we really have to thank our community. Uh, we passed a half cent sales tax uh, several years ago to help provide uh, for our technology department, uh, one with overwhelming support. And what that allowed us to do is really to be ubiquitous about Chromebooks or the latest, greatest computer, if you will. We use Chromebooks and that allows us to provide those anytime, any place. And so our students always have them. We're a very technology rich uh, uh, school system. And so to deploy these, it was a matter of doing a lot of work with filters and there's some other expectations uh, that you have to do to protect kids. But other than putting those programs together to distribute uh, was our only tremendous challenge. So yes, we've been able to help all of our families. And if it comes in the fall that we need to continue to do this, uh, we'll do that as well. And our summer school programs that will start next week are all virtual. Uh, and one of the neat things that we're doing with virtual summer school, many times 
Uh, obviously, traditional summer school is about a, a student who's trying for credit recovery, recovery a grade that they didn't do well. We've actually said, no, let's go above and beyond because many families, because of the nature of the shutdown and additional nine weeks of being out of school, would like for their kid to continue and try to figure out what prerequisite skills they need for the next year. So we're doing a lot of enrichment. So we're actually offering a summer school program to all of our students. Uh, and it's, it's not even about credit recovery. It's just about, hey, if you want some opportunities this summer to continue to learn. And I think that's real valuable because we are in this unique summer. All of us are dealing with this where normally if you take a summer vacation, you kind of look at your budget, you pick where you're going to go and you just go. Well, right now where our nation is, that's hampering a lot of people's ability to travel. So because the kids have more time at home, us offering an opportunity where they can still get online and learn things and be better prepared for the next year, uh, we want to take advantage of that. We recently did a survey. It's not complete yet. It uh, still has a deadline of about a week now for parents to do. Uh, we had over 400 parents already choose to say, yes, I want to take advantage of this online learning this summer. And I, I'm really excited about that. I'm excited for my own children. I think it'll give them something to do. As you know, when you were a child, summer was really fun in the beginning. And then by the end, you're kind of like, I'm bored. I think this will provide some structure because we've had an additional nine weeks of, of, of being out, right? And I think for kids, uh, if they're not getting to go to vacation so much or, or they can't go see grandma because of the circumstances of right now, if, if, it, if it behooves the family and it works and the child's motivated, we'd love for them to jump on and, and explore some of the opportunities that we're going to do. And we're going to make it a lot of fun. Well, that's, I think it's, you know, we talked with the library you know, system and they talked about uh, what they were calling was the, you know, normally you have the summer slump and they've been dubbing it, you know, the COVID slide, you know, that, you know, that some of these you know kids might back, you know, down on. So I think that's awesome. You know, like I said, gives them something to do. You know, how's you guys, y'all got jam-packed schedules. You know, just seems like you've got a lot going on over there. Um, anything that we're missing? I know you've got a million things to do. Um, anything we didn't cover that maybe we need to, you know, kind of get out there so people know? Um, look, I, I, I always, it comes down to relationships. Uh, we are so fortunate. Uh, we're a tight-knit community. Like I said, our school system is a heartbeat of this community. We've been so fortunate to have so many honors. Uh, we start early with our kids. We make a huge investment. We offer universal pre-K to, to your child in this area. You have a seat in the school system. And part of all of those investments, uh, we're an A district. Uh, we're always a highly ranked district. Uh, we recruit and get the best teachers. And so if anybody's thinking about moving up to the country, come visit West Place Shannon. It's, it's an awesome place to live. I've been here 10 years, and I'm very blessed. I'm blessed to not only be the leader of this system, but I have two children in the school system. And I know how rewarding and how benefiting to have a, a strong school system that really looks out for every child. So. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the time today. Um, definitely like to have you come back, kind of hear how some of these plans unfold, hear how things go. We'd love to bring you back. Just kind of keep an update on what's going on. I appreciate all the time you gave us. Hey, thank you for the opportunity. Really appreciate it. All righty. Thank you, sir.